Today on the Topic Show, Anheuser-Busch horse-sniffing beer tweet backfires. Vivek on New York's lawsuit cost. Trump statement says no more foreign aid goes viral. Patrick Bet David tweet on Trump's lawsuit cost goes viral as well. Ford CEO says he will be carefully thinking about the new plant site due to the recent UAW strike. Nike to cut 2% of their workforce. And Bayer cuts their dividends by 95% after the Roundup disaster. All of that and much more on the Topping Show. Thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today. Today's episode of Topping Show is proudly sponsored by Topping Technologies. Topping Technologies is an IT value-added reseller and service company with a special proficiency IT security. Heck, I see their founder at least twice a day. Guys, he's quite handsome and brilliant. He's me, you see. That's a joke. If you're an IT leader or a business owner, reach the team at sales at toppingtechnologies.com. Also, trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of the month, so if you could click that button, I would greatly appreciate it. Now, going over to the business part back guys, you have Ford CEO Jim Farley saying he will, quote, think carefully about the new location due to the union strike recently. Now, this as the union gained a record contract for more money than you could possibly fathom to, interestingly enough, make the most unreliable vehicles in the industry. Perhaps it's just coincidence that my little, you know, Hondas and Toyotas are just infinitely more reliable and actually, in some cases, it's a lower cost and do not, they're not assembled by unionized workers. Purely a coincidence, I'm sure. Now, specifically, this comes to us thanks to a writer over on Fortune by the name of Tom Krishner. And first CEO also said that after last year's strike with the UAW, they're, quote, our relationship has changed, unquote. Which absolutely makes sense. It was the largest, most expensive contract ever. And keep in mind that they're already getting paid some of the largest or the biggest wages in the industry. And... It's just not sustainable, in my opinion. Now, it's also hilarious that at the same time, they're making a record amount of money. Half the business blunders in the show, or not half, and not insignificant amount of the business blunders of the show come from Ford recalls and Ford having issues with assembly and unions attempting to assemble vehicles. You have some where you're paying, what, $145,000 for a truck and it'll have mismatching seats or mismatching headlights, which is fascinating to see the cultural difference between union versus non-union labor. It's just fascinating to see the stark contrast. Now, they note that the decision will be highly profitable. Jim Farley decided to build the, all of its highly profitable pickup trucks in the USA. And it has about the most union members, about 57,000, which is, again, the highest. Now, they also know that it came in at higher cost than competitors who came through bankruptcy and built trucks, plants in Mexico, he said. But Ford has, Ford thought it was the quite right kind of cost, unquote. Oh, no. It's the one of those things where it's, ne again, not all, but many times it's just never enough for a lot of these unions. They won't have until the company is bankrupt. Now, Jim Farley also said, quote, Our reliance on the UAW turned out to be where we were the first truck plant to be, sorry. Again, I sometimes cannot enunciate or properly speak properly. Some might debate more than others. But if you click the subscribe button, I have a theory that it may help with my speaking aptitudes. Granted, there are many of them. However, I can't help but notice a trend where when you started the podcast about a year ago, very few subscribers and a lot more speaking aptitudes. And the more people click that button, the greater my speaking has improved. Not granted, some might argue it's just a modicum of improvement, but nevertheless, an improvement nevertheless. So again, I'll attempt to quote Jim Farley, CEO of Ford Motor Company. And he said, quote, our reliance on the UAW turned out to be we were the first truck plant to be shut down, unquote. Really, our relationship has changed. It's been a watershed moment for the company. Does this have a business impact? Yes, unquote. 
Now it looks like factory workers had increases of 33% in the race of that contract. Jeez Louise, $42 an hour to put wheels on a truck. Jeez Louise. Now they also know that high, high manufacturing costs are among the reasons why Ford has a 7 billion annual cost disadvantage to competitors. Jeez Louise, $7 billion cost. Wow. Jim Farley also said it expects to take out $2 billion worth of costs this year. Said that he thinks custom union manufacturing will, quote, fully offset the cost of the union contract, or that they're hoping. Let's see here. So it'll be interesting to see. And of course, the unions are gangs. I mean, unions are attempting to strike yet again. So it'll be interesting to see, all, again, the highest cost of labor, yet the lowest results in quality. Is this sustainable? And keep in mind, Ford is the only company of the big three that didn't go bankrupt. And they barely made it. And, yeah, they're trying to go up against Tesla and other companies that are much more technologically advanced. They have a lower cost of labor. They increase their efficiencies using robotics. So if I were to look at the future of automotive in the U.S., you're going to ramp up production of robotics. And then you're also going to outsource to other countries that are more business-friendly, like Mexico. So it'll be interesting to see. Let me know in the comments. Be fascinating here, of course, if you're a union member or you're a manager over at one of the big three. I've truth be told, I've had family on both sides of the equation. So it'll be interesting to see what you have to say. But in terms of the outlook for Ford, I can't but think, I mean, the union is just kneecapping them time and time again. At what point will enough be enough? I mean, there's always the most profitable plants that the unions strike first. It, at the end of the day, what is it, what's the upside of this relationship? It seems to increase the cost of goods sold. Consumers, are, fascinatingly enough, depending on where I pull, people on LinkedIn, kind of 50-50 split between supporting unions versus not supporting them. Um, other platforms are more favorable, less favorable. Facebook seems to be more favorable to unions. But, I mean, you're increasing the cost of goods sold to the consumer with a lower quality product. And what point... And again, it's also the thing where that a lot of the money that union gives also goes to politicians. So really, at the end of the day, I can't but think it's just going to be a huge thorn in Ford's pathway forward. But I think we both, I think we'll see the future. They've had a long tenure track record of succeeding. I think Jim Farley will most likely have the plant somewhere that is much more business friendly. Something that, again, you don't have to pay someone $50 an hour to just put a tire on a car. But... As always, let me know. It'd be fascinating to hear what you have to say. Other interesting business news, you have Nike cutting 2% of their employees. Now, this comes in from Emma Thorne over on LinkedIn. They note that Nike is specifically cutting about 1,600 jobs. It correlates to about 2% of their workforce as part of their cost-cutting push. Now, they also noted that Nike CEO John Daho said the cuts will not impact employees in stores or distribution centers. He added that the company will shift focus to running running and women's apparel categories. Layoffs are expected to start in a couple of days. And they know that they want to quote, quote, right size or organization. Now they also perhaps are really worried since Tiger Woods have recently launched his own apparel brand, which I already forgot the name because it's not that great. Is it Sunday something? No. I mean, the logo is a tiger, so that's at least recognizable. But that was one of the longest sponsorships in history was Nike and Tiger Woods. 
I mean, he had their logo proudly displayed every time he won all those Jubilees of Awards and all of the competitions that he entered and subsequently won. And his long-term great relationship, now he's recently started his own apparel company with TaylorMade. And it'll be interesting to see how many people move from buying Nike apparel to over to you know Tiger Woods apparel. But that might be another thing Ty Nike is worried about because, again, brand endorsements are huge for Nike ever since, I think, probably the most successful relationship for Nike specifically, but then also in terms of apparel, probably Michael Jordan with the Air Jordans. So, I mean, I can't but think that that's not an insignificant contributing factor of why Nike's have to decrease their costs and maybe have to pivot the company around. And maybe all it takes is one extra, I mean, there's no other Tiger Woods. But it'll be interesting to say maybe they try to sign on some other athletes to make up for that. But... I was gonna say 2%, I don't think it's too shocking. Well, truth be told, a lot of these companies, depending on, you have to be very careful when you grow a company because before you know it, you could be bloated, overweight, and have a lot of extra fat to trim. And again, the apparel industry is one of the largest, most profitable industries out there. Hopefully the employees that are laid off are able to find gainful employment, one of the competitors of Nike. And I can't but think a lot of these jobs are probably redundant and subsequently this probably, I don't think it's actually decrease any of their sales or if anything, I'll probably just make the company more efficient. But hopefully they'll be able to find new jobs. And it'll be interesting to see as Tiger Woods now goes from alliance partner with Nike to becoming a competitor, what are the sales going to look like for Mr. Tiger Woods? But as I always say, time shall tell. Now going over to the culture pub pack, I see you have Anheuser-Busch Clydesdale bottle sniff tweet. Well, it really has no sense of spell. Now this comes to specifically the social media profile of Anheuser-Busch, which is the parent company behind all the brands you used to know and love, now you just know. Specifically Budweiser, Bud Light, Michelob Ultra, and a bunch of other beers that say a lot of people drink, but I just don't. I should be told I would probably appreciate a spirits if I were to have the occasion for a drink, but nevertheless, this is from their Anheuser Bush profile over on X Twitter, and the text says, quote, hey, that's my bud, unquote. And they did, I, I appreciate a little grammar pun. So instead of H-E-Y, which is grammatically, you know, hey, what's up, as you might say, he says, hey, H-A-Y. And the profile, or the picture that the company is, in fact, of a Clydesdale horse trying to sniff a aluminum bottle of Budweiser. Now, again, I don't know if it's just marketing fail. Oh, it is, but I can't but notice one of the first things off the bat is the bottle isn't opened. So you're probably not smelling the beer if the beer bottle is not open. Interesting that they have that. It is also funny that they have a little a little disclaimer on the picture that's in faded gray that says message for 21 up. Insinuating, because again, in the United States, you have to be 21 years or older to buy a alcoholic beverage. But they hired a brand ambassador, Dylan Mulvaney, for $185,000, whose average audience member was 15 years old. And they thought it would be a good idea to pay this individual to celebrate 365 Days of Womanhood with a commander of Cannes, which, incidentally enough, does belong in a museum for being the business, big, biggest business blunder of 2023, bar none. We're talking hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars in sales just evaporated because of that faux pas. Now, again, the bottle, it's the Budweiser bottle. But again, the cap is on, so you can't actually smell it if the animal were to actually smell it. Perhaps... They might just recognize it. But going to the analytics behind it, it did not go viral. It barely got any views at all, relatively speaking. I mean, this got, and again, it, this happened a couple days ago, so the comments and statistics had time to brew, pun moderately intended. 
it only got 4,265 views. For a company with seemingly unlimited financial resources, and they're spending millions upon millions upon millions of dollars on marketing, I'm surprised they didn't actually pay to boost this ad, which, because again, that's, or this boost this post, as they, I believe they say it on X Twitter, so they actually have more eyeballs on it. So it got 4,265 views, and only got 177 likes, which is, again, terrible for a multi-billion dollar company, and it only got 14 comments, which, Granted, I was going to say most of them are just roasting the brand, as youth might say, or just making fun of them. So perhaps there's one or two positive or neutral comments. I mean, the odds are against it, but wise man once said, never tell them the odds. So let's dive in comments and find out. Maybe they're just, all the comments are just overwhelmingly impressed with this piece of marketing and this tweet. They think it's business brilliance, and this is inspiring them to go out and buy cases upon cases of Budweiser. I mean, probably not, but let's dive and find out. So the first one comes from Jay Jam. Says, quote, is it a mare or a stallion? The only two choices, it's only two choices, and Anheuser-Busch will not answer. Unquote, gained two likes, which is a, I believe, a observation on Anheuser-Busch. Again, hiring a Brandon, ba Brandon Bastler, who, again, Dill Mulvaney is very famous, uh, a trans activist, who born male, switched, but never got the surgery, so controversy in and of itself as well. And they paid this individual $185,000, which is quite pretty pain. Now, JJM did get two likes. Chow Chow photoshopped it so that the beer is on top of a toilet seat. And I did get five likes. So, two for two. Not not good. Both negative. Ryan Trefitty says, quote, no, simply. And he got seven likes. So, three for three, all negative. Not great. Jasper simply says, still not buying it, unquote. And that got four likes. Roman... Knight says, quote, you haven't apologized yet. The answer is no, getting five likes. Jacob McAllister simply says, yay, unquote. Now, no one liked it, but the statement is there. You also have Beth saying, oh my gosh, is this a real comment? We'll have to tune in or check out her profile. She simply says, hey, 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 that's my bud and I'll share. Which again, I don't think it's a smart move to give any horse or animal an Amazon in Beth product because... I'm not sure how beneficial alcohol is for a horse. Perhaps that's what they're trying to promote. I'm sorry, those, uh, I'm sorry the PETA crew isn't uh, making fun of this post or roasting them. So Beth, she has 210 followers, joined in 2010. She likes country music and NASCAR. And she is mentally vacuous, I believe is a nice way of saying it. Everything she, she's got to be an InBev employee, and as a Bush InBev employee, she reposts everything for the company. Like everything from all their brands, Budweiser, Bud Light, Anheuser-Busch, Michelob, the farm where the horses are raised. Oh, she even did one for Bluebell, but it's a chance to win stuff. Oh, let's see, reposted something about 9-11, reposted, Something about the Royal Caribbean. Let's see. So, yep, just repost everything and I just push and best. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know if they're a shareholder or if they have someone who works at the company, but there's one comment, albeit for someone who is a shill for and I just push and best. Maybe she works there. Maybe she has a family member who works there. Or maybe she owns a couple of shares of their stock. Now, that being said, no one liked her response. Now, 
come more come from Frank Truslove. Frank says, quote, Dill Mulvaney, unquote. Now that didn't get any likes, but the statement is there. Scrolling down, McLovin Fogel says, quote, hey horse, I wouldn't drink that. Buying drinks, bud, unquote, getting one like. Which I can't help but think in terms of boosting the brand or at least getting their new customer base. That, I mean, if they want to lean into their new customer base, that's not a terrible idea. I'm trying to think the last time you had like a president endorse a product. I don't even know if that's legal or how that would work in terms of making a profit doing that. Now, one person did like that statement. Our host says, quote, you kicked your customers to the curb by hiring liberal parasites. And now you want us back? You're done, unquote, getting one like. And of course, there's a button that says, you know, click this may contain offensive stuff. Click the, if you want to see it, of course, we're going to click the bonus button. We do that. What the heck is that? It's just someone saying, woo, which, and then there's a statement that says, quote, oh, it's about the union. So, woo-hoo for brotherhood, says, quote, Anheuser-Busch loved this. You guys used to use working horses for profit. Teamsters, you guys nailed this one, woo, from Detroit local. Interesting. So, one of those union guys cheering on. Getting one like. A, somebody says, F, you pervs and pedos, getting one like. Book you says, quote, real men do not drink bud, unquote, getting one like as well. If you go to the very top, there's actually no super secret censored statements. Interestingly enough, there usually are a couple, but they didn't choose to do a super secret censor on that one. So again, does this compel you to buy the product or does it shift the brand perception? Does it shift the Overton window, some might say, or the cultural war that is ongoing battle between Anheuser-Busch and their old clients? Because again, they're not really, it doesn't inspire me to buy the product. It just says, it's just a, I guess it's supposed, a lot of people love animals and they have, you know, pets and all that kind of stuff. So perhaps they're trying to lean into that shtick. But again, the most hilarious thing is that the bottle is not open, so the horse couldn't possibly smell it. Now, granted, perhaps the average person who could drink, who consumes and is a fan of Anheuser Bush and Buff products is too inebriated and drunk to actually realize these things. They don't analyze the ad, they just see, horse beer laugh or something like that but i yeah it, it doesn't seem to really be that persuasive not really that interesting I, to me it's just funny that it's just so utterly inept so some might say perhaps the horse has no sense of smell which should probably be the safest bet because i don't know anyone who wants to smell a budweiser bottle of beer but it'll be interesting to see when it comes to the cultural topic of bud light i don't think their marketing campaign, they're spending a lot of money, but I don't see it getting better anytime soon. Other interesting cultural news, you have Patrick Bet David on Trump's lawsuit going viral. Now, this is a bit of a long quote, but he kind of breaks down all of the, a lot of the costs associated with it and what he thinks are the implications. So it's a little bit of a, I was going to say, I don't think I can do his accent. Man, eh, it's not too hard. Eh, nah. I was going to say, so I'll just go ahead and dive in. So to say, so Patrick Beth Davis says, quote, let's do the math. President Trump has been ordered to pay 83 million and 354 million. Combined, that's 437 million, including interest, would be another 100 million. His net worth is estimated between 2 billion and 2.6 billion. That's estimated to be between 21 and 20%, 27% of his net worth. However, experts have claimed that Trump has somewhere between 600 million and 700 million is in cash. Trump has said that he only has 400 million in cash. This may seem like a lot to an average person, but it's not when you're being asked to pay 537 million plus interest. 
That doesn't include the legal fees that have been piling up as well as the fines to his two sons have received. If he chooses to appeal, he would have to secure a bond by putting up 10% of the total amount owed. That would be $44 million, which he may not get back. In other words, this is nonsense decision and an insane dollar amount by the judge could deplete Trump's savings anywhere between negative $137 million and $167 million. Love him or hate him, that is what it means. One, 30 years ago from now, a woman can come out and falsely claim allegations against you and the judge hates your politics. They will believe her and make up any number to destroy your life savings. Two, if you build your wealth through real estate and pay back all your commitments to banks, buyers, and sellers, a judge who hates your politics could make up any number and deplete your life savings and prevent you from doing business. So what does this do to capitalists and those who with aspirations to run in the future? One, scare the crap out of f f great future candidates. Two, eliminate anyone's family from supporting their father or mother from running. Three, distance family members from those who choose to run to avoid being sued. Notice which of some sons Trumps get sued and who don't. Four, make it the candidate rethink why they would ever choose to run in the first place and ruin the lifestyle of the rich and famous they once had. Or, last but not least, it could energize an entire new generation who love America to realize how much trouble she's in to fight like hell and defend the values of the nation was built upon. This requires a certain level of courage that words can't describe. This won't be a fight for everyone. You're going to have to have a few, screw, few screws missing to get in the fight. But that's what freedom, but what is freedom worth to you? That's the most important question to ask. God is good. Future looks bright. Unquote, getting, geez Louise, 100,000 likes, which is quite a few to say at least, and 8.2 million views in the first 48 hours of posting, which is quite a bit to say the least. And absolutely true. When it comes to the whole issue with the New York lawsuit, I mean, everyone agreed to the terms. So Trump said, hey, I think the building is worth this much. The bank said, well, we think it's worth a little bit less. Do you have anything that can secure this? He says, yeah, I have this collateral. I think it's worth this. And the banks, they actually testified. The financial firms said, yeah, we, we are happy with this situation. We all made money on it. So everyone agreed. Everyone made money. And now he's being sued for $350 plus million in that instance. And that other gal, I mean, watched a couple of interviews of the girl who's accusing him. She's got... What's the nice word of saying crazy? She's extremely mentally vacuous, to say the least. I mean, and there's no proof either. So decades later, you just have hearsay. Nope, no proof. So I think this will absolutely have a ripple effect on, you know, making people question if they should ever push back against the machine. Should they even try to get into politics? I mean, should, should you even do business in New York at this point? There are a lot of companies starting to pivot and wonder, is it really worth the risk when a judge could just take everything away under false pretenses? Now, going to the comments section, maybe there will be a couple of contrarians who chip in or chime in. I'm kind of guessing most of them will be in agreement to my statements, but let's dive in and find out. First one comes from Paul Zuzupa. He says, quote, if they can do this to an innocent President Trump, they can do this to all of us. That's why we're voting for him this November is more important than ever. So is electing a Congress that will support Trump's American First Agenda, unquote, getting 629 likes. Feminology says, quote, oh, Lisa Louise, touch screens can be so annoying sometimes. She says, quote, you should interview a panel of leaders and realtors against this egregious ruling, unquote, getting 1.9 thousand likes. Ah, oh, we do have some contrarians, our favorite leftist, Luke Zaliski. Well, not really favorite, just follow him so and get some additional data points and learn a little bit more about 
opinions that are, are a little bit more different out there just to make things a little bit more interesting in life. You always want to gain more opinions than less. Now, Luke Zelisky says, quote, everything has to be a travesty of justice and Trump has to be the persecuted victim and everyone who points out his fraud, abuse of power, and criminality has to be a villain and nothing can just be what it is because their king is a con man and their kingdom collapses. Now, granted, I think it's mentally vacuous, but 918 people did agree, or in this case, like, that particular statement. Now, I'm interesting, if I, if I click it, I'll see who responded. Let's see here. Let's see. Conan the Barbarian, though, I don't think it's actually our Schwarzenegger, but nevertheless, this alleged Conan the Barbarian responds to him saying, quote, with your great wisdom, will you tell me who was hurt in the civil case in New York? How do banks evaluate and loan money on properties? Why would the banks defend him in court if he did something wrong? Unquote. Getting 19 likes. Well, 18, but then I did like that statement as well. Also, fellow reminder, I am on the X Twitter under The Topping Show. Let's see here. Though we do have someone by the name of Barry Acox, and quote, exactly, he's been in criminals for 77 years. People are just late to the party, and quote, getting seven, oh no, 12 likes. Uh, and a lot of people saying he's butthurt. I got 10 likes. Going back to the general comments from Patrick McDavid, Jesper Hawkins says, quote, when you when you campaign on the draining of the swamp, it's all over. When the politicians and the corporations feasting on taxpayer dollars are threatened in a real way, this is what you get. This is why they're trying to destroy Trump in a way we've never seen before in history, unquote, getting 4.1 thousand likes. And can't but think, I mean, I've been following politics for a few years. I remember, truth be told, when I was a child, I remember how mindless I thought some of my classmates were in sixth grade when he had, what is it? Yeah, the sixth graders, you, would, you had two lines after recess to line up back in the class, and people would actually align by political association, and the kids were just screaming Bush and Gore. But none of them could actually tell me, like, why do you like this person? I mean, in overwhelming majority of the time, they'd just say, oh, yeah, my parents like this person. I'm like, okay. Okay, but why are you cheering him? So a lot of them were just parroting. And again, kids start off doing that. But I mean, throughout these years, I've never seen anyone so venomously targeted like Trump has been. And I mean, it's gotten to the point where it seems pretty politically motivated. Because again, they also chose not to do this until now. For the real estate thing, why didn't they bring these things up decades ago? Oh shoot, why didn't they bring these things up three or four years ago? There are all these court rulings are all happening during election season, which is constraining not just Trump's resources, fiscally speaking. So, again, he's spending, having to spend a lot of money fighting these cases, but it's also physically he has to be in some of these places, thereby limiting his campaign resources with his time, his physical locations. It means he can't campaign there, be there as much. I mean, has it ever happened to another candidate in history? As far as I can tell, I can't think of anything that's happened quite like this. Especially the thing that got me especially fascinated and starting to see more and more of the unfair political prosecution of Trump is, well, the classified files. They all have classified files, and yet Trump is the only one who's criminally charged. Biden had files in his Corvette in a garage. Obama had files. You had Hillary had files. Even Mike Pence, who's Republican, he had files that were improperly stored. They all had improperly stored files, but only Trump was brought to court. But they all did the same thing. Again, you should have one standard. If you're going to have any standards, you have to have one that's equally applied. If you're going to go after him for that, fine. But you have to go after everyone for that same thing. And yet that's not what we're seeing more and more. 
So we'll go back to the comment section. Mr. Peacemo says, quote, there will be a great giant. Sorry, let me see here. There will be a quote giant. Oh, it's a quote within a quote. Awkward as hell, but nevertheless, there will be a, a giant sucking sound as businesses leave New York and reincorporate elsewhere, such as Texas. Just ask Elon Musk about Delaware and quoting 7.7 thousand likes. And yes, very true. Businesses are going to be leaving in droves. And spoiler alert, they're going to go to places that are attractive for businesses. Places that have low taxes or in some cases, no income tax, which again is pretty darn nice. I can't, but I can't fathom going back to a state that has an income tax. I mean, once you have that benefit, it's near impossible. Even if you're making the same amount of money at the end of the day, just the thought of the state stealing some of your income when they already have so much, so many revenue streams. Yeah, I, I can't go back to that. Going back more, you have Brian Gamiski says, quote, the moral here is don't do business in New York and then run on the Republican ticket. Unquote, gain 249 likes. Rain says, quote, pray for Trump. I don't know how he does. Unquote, gain 1.4 thousand likes. Brian Tyson says, quote, watch hashtag Tucker Carlson, latest video, and you'll know all why. We are living in a military state, not a democracy. Unquote. That got 6.7 thousand likes. So it looks like an overwhelming consensus. And it'll be interesting to see, again, all these lawsuits mounting up. It's becoming more and more of a cultural issue, having celebrities bring this up. And Patrick Bet David is an entrepreneur. He has his own podcast, and a lot of people tune in. And he has some great interviews interviewing people on the left and the right side of the political aisle. And truth be told, I find them mostly fascinating. And it's going to be, I think you're going to see more and more of this hot topic being brought up. I think more and more people who are politically in the middle and folks that aren't traditionally involved in politics or someone who only maybe votes every four years, I think they're going to start to see some of these discrepancies on how these presidential nominees are being treated and how there seems to be an unusual amount of focus and venom and political persecution against Trump. But as I always say, time shall tell. Now, going over to the political part podcast, you have Donald Trump Jr. tweeting one of Trump's tweet about no more foreign aid, or more specifically, is Trump's truth. I forget what they call it on the Truth Social platform, which, yeah, I'll get on one of these days, but I was going to say, there's already, people are already reposting for him, kind of decreases the value of going back on that platform. But nevertheless, so Donald Trump Jr. said, quote, this is the way, no more free rides, end quote. Then he has the retweet picture of his dad, and Donald Trump says, oh, I don't know if I can do this whole thing because this is all caps, folks. I, I don't. I'm not. I don't think I can do a yelling Trump, but I could attempt to butcher his accent, and perhaps it'll be so bad you'll at least smile or chuckle in entertainment. So I will attempt to read this Trump tweet or this truth on this truth social platform. <clears throat> From this point forward, are you listening, U.S. Senate? No more money in the form of foreign aid should be given to any country unless it can be done as a loan, not just a giveaway. It can be loaned on extraordinarily good terms, but like no interest and an unlimited life, but a loan nevertheless. This deal should be contingent that all U.S. is helping you as a nation, but if the country we are helping ever turns against us or strikes its rich sometime in the future, the loan will be repaid off and the loan will be returned to the United States. We should never give money anymore without hope, the hope of a paycheck, or without strings attached. The United States of America should be stupider no longer, unquote. Which, again, that perhaps is the worst Trump you've ever met, but that in itself could be moderately entertaining. So that is my attempted Trump 
quote, or rather is a tr accurate quote, when tempted at his actual accent. And truth be told, that went pretty viral. It got 965,000 views and 50,000 likes. And it'd be fascinating to see how many Americans truly speak up. Because again, the U.S. has been getting foreign aid for decades upon decades upon decades. Even as we go more and more into debt, we're, I mean, 30 plus trillion dollars, folks. It's, I believe it's 34 trillion dollars last time I checked that depressing clock. There's a clock, it's like usdebtclock.org, where you could see your future being sold away and your taxes precipitously will be increasing because you have to pay off all that. And again, there are a lot of the times where the only argument I've heard that moderately makes sense when it comes to giving so much foreign aid, in addition to if a country is truly in need and maybe more morally they need some assistance or they're an instant country being attacked and we have some type of business and political affiliation or relationship with them, there's also the argument of the US dollar trying to remain a global currency. So if you give a country money, they're going to spend your money. They're going to use this U.S. dollar. Now, that being said, the politicians at the same time also cause hyperinflation in the United States, thereby making our money damn near worthless. So I don't, I was going to say also, and I really have the thought of, not all, but many politicians don't have a good intentions truly at heart. But that kind of goes against the other idea, so to say. And maybe it's just a perverse uh, coincidence, but someone, when the U.S. dollars redesigned the paper actual money, can't but notice that the colors align with Monopoly money. Perhaps a cruel and unusual joke, although it is a fascinating observation. And yeah, it is true. I mean, we have to pay all these loans back, but other countries don't when we just get free money. It, again, I, I'd be fascinated to see what's the global, what's the, if you were to poll like every U.S. citizen, how many of them would say we should continue giving away money across the globe? I would venture to say it's decreasing. I and mean, I, I don't think this is a strictly you know, left versus right political issue. I think there are a lot of people on both sides of the aisle that kind of feel, well, wait, my, the government takes 40% of my salary, the state takes 10% of my salary, I have to pay 10% sales tax, and at the end of the day, I'm barely breaking even, and yet you're giving away, not millions, billions and trillions of dollars to other countries. I, I can't help but think that sentiment is gonna grow over time as more and more Americans are struggling, in part due to the government ineptitudes. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe everyone's going to roast the Trumps and say, no, 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 we want to give all of our money away. We should increase taxes even more and give it away to other countries. And we just hired 75,000 armed IRS agents to bolster that part of the U.S. government. So make sure you do your taxes, especially carefully these days. But maybe I'm willing to assessment. Again, maybe everyone's overwhelmingly against the Trumps. They say, we just need to give it all away. Probably not, but stab in the comments and find out. Our favorite contrarian, Luke Zaliski, strikes again. Now, I'll go ahead and read his quote. Now, he says, quote, When the Republican Senate refused to have a witness for or a real trial in February 2021 after Trump was impeached for inciting insurrection in the House and they ignored his crimes and they acquitted an absolutely obvious traitor, is the gross dereliction of duty tantamount to treason? Now, granted, Luke is mostly mentally vacuous. We've known that for quite some time as we follow him more and more. That, again, he brought up nothing about, his, I don't want to say, I don't want to guess his lifestyle, but I, he, he, or I only know what he does for a living. Maybe, maybe, perhaps he's not an accountant. Maybe, maybe he just doesn't know math or numbers. Granted, I'm, I'm not either, but I read a P&L sheet pretty good, or product and loss sheet. But th that has nothing to do, again, that's another hot topic for another time, but that has nothing to do with us giving away more and more money. 
And, but that, that again, let's see here. And that, that, again, that being said, that still got 315 likes. Which, not to brag, but last week I did get a video with six likes. Granted, with me, it's all about quality over quantity. They were the best likes, bar none. Which is also a friendly reminder. If you have one one thousandth of a second, if you could like this video, I would greatly appreciate it. Or if listening on the podcast, give it a four-star review. Or five if you feel extra generous. Now, going back to more comments. Bird brain loves... Oh, Trump pops up. Oh, they did get 102 likes for that little clip. Marjorie Taylor Greene press release parody account says, quote, America first, simple as that. We need to fund our border. I'm quoting 458 likes, which a fascinating political thing for my whole life in decades. U.S. has never had a secure border, but we do get involved in many global conflicts because they don't respect each other's borders. It is a sad thing that also borders closed. Rest in peace, Borders Bookstore. Pun, obviously intended. Going down here. We do have another contrarian, someone by the name of Human, who has the Ukraine flag and the peace flag and a red, a blue wave emoji, as well as the U.S. flag. Very interesting to have both flags. And this is alleged Human. He says, quote, Donald Trump Jr., that's another reason why TFG, you call daddy, is so 100% unfit to be president? Imagine being so wrong and yet convinced you're right. Morphing all U.S. aid into loan misses the mark entirely. We're not in the businesses of squeezing every nation for for pennies? But why do we have to pre repay loans back then, Mr. Alleged Human? Now, again, as mentally vacuous that, that statement might be, they did get 867 likes. So again, there are some people who think we should keep giving more and more money away and just keep printing it forever. And it hasn't worked my whole lifetime, but maybe it'll work tomorrow, who knows? Someone by the name of Caring, who is blue heart, American flag, interesting, those are getting rare these days, Rainbow peace um, hand emoji, which again, there's always a red flag when I see a man with an emoji in their name, but nevertheless, Caring says, quote, this from a guy who files bankruptcy and doesn't pay his loans back, unquote, getting 151 likes for that statement. Let's see here. When you, de when you declare bankruptcy, you still pay down your debts too. They just decrease them. So again, I think Trump has owned over 500 businesses. I think three or four went bankrupt. Let's see here. Scrolling down here. Someone by the name of Gunther Eagleman says, quote, one of your dad's best posts ever, unquote, getting 459 likes. So we're starting to see a couple positive statements go to the top. Let's see here. Steve says, quote, make America great again, American flag emoji, unquote, getting 111 likes. Ivan Kazanzu says, quote, there's only one way for Donald Trump jail. Unquote, getting seven likes. Now, truth be told, I don't know what the Las Vegas odds are for that, but I can't help but think if Trump doesn't win the election, they'll probably just drop all charges, partially because what's the point? Because by the next cycle for the presidential election, the next one, Trump will be in his late, I think, what would it be, mid to late 80s? I, and again, he has been... In terms of Trump's age, he's a lot sharper than people his age, truth be told. But a lot of people, a lot of people suspect this is the last opportunity he has to realistically run for president before he may have mental degradation. Now, that being said, a lot of Americans don't care about that and they'll vote for people no matter what, which is a concerning thing in and of itself. 
Let's see here. Jake Cash, MAGA Queen, orange emoji, says, quote, and money laundered back to elected officials, like, quote, getting 59 likes. So, fascinating enough, I, there's a lot more contrarian statements than I thought. I thought more people would be, you know, again, I mean, I remember Ukraine alone has got over, like, around $200 billion between cash and fiscal aid. Well, fiscal, you know, being arms, military gear, as well as things like food, as well as medical devices and gear as well. Let's see here. So, yeah, actually a little more contrarian statements than I would have thought. It'll be interesting to see if that becomes more of a contiguous political debate during the upcoming election. Do Americans, is that something they care about? It's one of those things where I'm surprised more Americans don't, aren't greatly concerned about the U.S. debt being over like $34 trillion, which is an all-time high. You also have American consumers' credit card debt past $1 trillion for the first time. I mean, it is astronomical. And let me just quick fact check myself on that trillion dollar. Let's see here. Consumer credit... Credit debt, one billion. So one, I thought it was one trillion earlier this year, or actually last year. But just to double check myself in real time. Yes, that was December 3rd, 2023. Americans declared record-breaking debt, one trillion dollars of credit card debt. I mean, our country's in debt, we're in debt, our taxes are going up. I wonder if Americans will care if we start to de- what if we imagine if we use those uh, our own aid at home. Now that being said, that could also contribute to less countries using the U.S. dollar. So again, there are it's a multivariable topic, and of course, as wise man Thomas Sowell once said, "There's no such thing as solutions, only trade-offs." It'll be a bit interesting to see if they start to debate some of these trade-offs, or even if we even see a debate of Trump versus Biden. There's a lot of people speculating they probably won't even debate being debates at all. But let me know in the comments, are you concerned about the national debt being more than we can possibly fathom? And do you think this will be a big political topic if we ever do have debates or, you know, once they ramp up the campaign? I mean, the odds are Trump will obviously be the Republic nominee. I mean, he's polling at 70 plus percent and Nikki Haley's the only one who hasn't dropped out. And she's, I think she's still hovering around 15 percent. So the odds are obviously overwhelmingly in Trump's favor. Granted, wise man once said, never tell me the odds, so you never know what could happen. But... Let me know in the comments if that's something you're greatly concerned about. As always, I would be fascinated to hear what you have to say. Other interesting political news, you have Vivek on take on New York's Trump's lawsuit. Now, he is responding to Corey Mills on the ex-Twitter, and Corey Mills originally said, quote, The New York verdict is clearly politically motivated law, uh, lawfare, this weaponized injustice is intended to target the president, his family, business, and an attempt to discredit and, dis and drain financial resources. This is political persecution of President Trump and the American people see exactly what's going on. From the unconstitutional removals from state ballots, filing of indictments in courtrooms to deter from campaigning, and election interference by leftist district attorneys and G attorney general henchmen like Jack Smith. We will not allow lawfare to replace the ballot box where Biden is far behind and losing." Unquote. And that originally got about 600,000 views on the X Twitter. And then, let's see here. Vivek decided to retweet it, and then he actually included a statement. Now, Vivek also ballooned up to about 560, 
thousand views. So actually, interestingly enough, not one of his most popular takes, but I still think it's an interesting one nevertheless. Now, Vivek said, quote, it's a sad day when judicial verdicts are the predictable outcome of politics, and that's why we are America, and that's where we are in America today. This needs to end. I'm hopeful that people of our country will see through the charade and vote accordingly in November, unquote. Again, that got about 560,000 views and about 19,000 likes. Now, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I think more and more people are starting to see the clear political persecution from this situation, especially, I mean, especially in the case of New York, when, again, the, the banks that loaned Trump the money, they all agreed to the valuations. They, le they le lent him the money. He paid it back with interest. They all profited. In fact, the financial institutions testified that, oh, yeah, we liked it. We made money off this. We have no issue with it. And yet, the judge still wants to charge him with this? For standard realtor practice? Really? But, nevertheless, maybe maybe everyone's going to ratio Vivek. Maybe they're all going to say he's wrong. Probably not, but stab in the comments and find out. First one comes from our, not favorite, but our followed leftist, Luke Zaliski, and he says, quote, everything... She's the wheeze. He just, I don't want to say he's lazy, but I can't help but notice I see him every couple of days and almost like just copy paste things. But nevertheless, he says, quote, everything has to be a travesty of justice and Trump has to be the persecuted victim. And everyone who points that out, points out his fraud, abuse, power and criminality has to be the villain and nothing can just be what it is because then their king is a comment and their kingdom collapses. I quote, now, great, pretty mentally vacuous statement, but. 60 people did agree with Luke's statement. Now, again, it's one of those fascinating things where maybe it's the pot calling of Kettle Black or can't like laugh when you see things like District Attorney Fannie Willis being, you know, admitting financial fraud. The people who are accusing you of something are usually the ones they themselves are guilty of. But nevertheless, you have the USMC Lady Vet. She says, quote, this is no different than when the mob owned the judges than the police. It's just a different mob. It's called the Democratic Party. Unquote. Game 166 likes. You have Taylor Morgan saying, quote, The weaponization of the law to silence the chief political rival of the sitting president, bankrupt him, jail him, and keep him out of the ballot should be a cause for concern for everyone. Franklin's, quote, A republic, if you can keep it, unquote, is an ominous warning these days, unquote. Game 16 likes. First word says, quote, Everyone sees through the charade, but Democrat voters are good with it because you know democracy is at stake. Unquote. Game 40 likes. Yes, that is ironic. Democracy is at stake, and the only way to save it is to ban your political rivals. I mean, it's one of those things where even the judge, at the end of the verdict, he smiled. Like, he was happy with it. Which, again, if you're a judge, you're supposed to be impartial. You're not supposed to hardly show any emotion in the courtroom. And he was visibly very happy for the cameras and very happy at his ruling. The random guy has a picture or a video from Fannie Willis and he says, Fulton DA Fannie Willis just claimed if you oppose her, you oppose democracy. Game four likes. Great Stone says, quote, multiply that hope by millions. Trump must win. Vivek, please try to ensure that no illegal votes are cast. And quote, game eight likes. Tim says, quote, so true. Move these cases to Alabama if they are credible. They won't go for the same reason they go for New York and D.C. Unquote, gain six likes. So, let's see here. 
Stacey Phillips says, quote, we've had over 1,000 consecutive sad days, unquote, just saying, getting four likes. So a couple of contrarian statements, but overwhelmingly pretty positive feedback for Vivek. So I'll be interested to see how many people maybe start to pay tune in a little bit more to politics, start to pay more attention. And if a lot of people start to realize it sure looks like it's being political mo politically motivated with all these charges, especially when, again, some of the same charges, Trump's rivals, oh yeah, they don't get prosecuted at all. Even Mike Pence, oh yeah, he's not going to get prosecuted for not having his documents properly stored. And those charges were brought up against Trump. Interesting, but as I always say, time shall tell. Now, going over to the business blunder of the day, you have Bayer to cut their dividends by 95%, which is quite concerning to say the least. Now, this is because Bayer, a couple years ago, bought out Monsanto, which is most famously known for being a manufacturer of things like harsh chemicals that kill plants like Roundup, well, they kill weeds. Well, spoiler alert, and very sad, also kill people too and cause detrimental negative health. And there was a huge ruling, we're talking billions of dollars against Roundup, and there's a settlement associated with that. So that's a huge thing they're going to have to pay out. So subsequently, that's, it's, again, that's now part of Bayer, because again, Roundup was manufactured by Monsanto. Monsanto is owned by the parent company, Bayer. Now, slashing the dividends, there's a couple, a couple business funders here. Now, obviously, the first switch being, I don't know if they just didn't do enough thorough research, because again, Roundup was one of the biggest things in Monsanto portfolio. Monsanto also had a pretty sketchy past. There's a myriad of YouTube documentaries noting their sketchy business practices. And again, they had, they did have an overwhelming market share, so I understand why Bear bought them. But I don't want to say the writing was on the wall, but there's surely some red signs or red flags, so to say. And not only did they buy the company, but they also have this huge liability. And now they're going to cut the dividends by 95%, which is almost unfathomable now again they're saying that this is because they're having to deal with the acquisition of Monsanto which is again that means they have massive debt and litigation going against the company now this article actually is an OG or it actually comes from an old website that somehow still well we know it was acquired still hanging in there Yahoo which geez Louise if you don't remember Blockbuster or VHS tapes you probably never heard of Yahoo but Yahoo used to be so big they're bigger than Google they refused to sell to Google. They also refused to sell to Microsoft. And Microsoft offered them, it was like $40 billion. And of course they turned that down. At the end of the day, I think it sold to Verizon for like four or $5 billion. Like a fraction of what they could. And also, I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty when it comes to, you know, finance and stocks and trading and buying and selling. But geez louise, they, um, they did the opposite of selling at the peak. They sold at the valley and that was not great. Now, they note that in terms of the actual analytics or you know getting down to some of the data now they said quote while a dividend cut was expected the reduction highlights the challenges facing the drug and crop sciences company as it tries to stem its cash drain unquote now that stem has to be pun that has to be pun intended i certainly hope so but if they didn't i just certainly did and quote rebuild its pharmaceutical pipeline and recover from the 63 billion dollar takeover of the owner of Roundup or Herbicide in 2018. That is quite a big acquisition, $63 billion to buy that company out. And now they have to pay out a lot of money to deal with all the lawsuits, all the settlements resulting from Roundup. Now, Bayer said that it will offer investors only the legal minimum required under German law, paying out 11 euro cents or 12 cents US dollar per share for 2023 down 
from two dollars and forty or two I don't know what you call those European thingamajigs, two dollar forty European monopoly money. Granted, unfortunately we have fiat junk currency as well, but nevertheless, I would say our fiat currency is slightly cooler than theirs. Now, again, they say it's I can't imagine being how irate are the investors gonna be? They're getting the bare minimum. So get, imagine going from about $2.40 per share to 12 cents. That, that's, and the only reason they didn't get rid of it completely was because of the law. Oh my gosh, that is. Now they also note that the company has been facing thousands of lawsuits claiming that Roundup causes cancer, which it denies. The debt pile of more than $38.7 billion, according to recent filing, is becoming increasingly hard to manage amid growing legal costs and rising interest rates. Because again, friendly reminder, the, the days of cheap, basically free cash are gone. It's gonna be gone for quite some time, which again, a lot of tech companies, a lot of pharmaceutical companies, a lot of these companies are, that, I would say are somewhat artificially propped up because they can get these loans for basically nothing, which again, helps fuel not just stability of the company, but also to grow the company with more research development as well as acquisition. Now. In terms of, let me see here, kind of going to the stock price of Bayer, because I'm, in terms of, and again, not financial advice, but it's down quite a bit. Let's see here. So you put the Bayer stock, their five-year trend is ooh, down 58.78%. Year-to-date, they're down 50.26%, half off, some might say, trading at about $7.08. $7.80 per share. Now, year to date, granted, the year is relatively just started. It's down 16.87%. Six month trend is down 43.08%. Pex month is down around 13.36%. It looks like their 2022 revenue was 50.74 billion. They got about 100,873 employees as of 2023. So they are quite big to say the least, but all those. Yeah, all those settlements, and now the dividend's going down to nothing. And again, there are a lot of, there's a whole investing community that only buys business stock in companies that pay dividends. I mean, some of those famous ones in terms of blue chip stocks or companies that pay dividends pretty much all the time. I believe one would be Exxon or Exxon, Chevron are pretty consistent. And again, not financial advice, but I read about these companies, then they pretty consistently pay them out. You also have AT&T, Ford Motor Company, where again, they pay the dividends so that you're rewarded to keep the stock. So again, a lot of companies, they don't pay dividends, you just buy the stock and over time the stock will go up and then at the end of the day, when you retire, you wanna sell stock, then you make a profit, hopefully, or sometimes make a loss. Now, they have all these mounting issues and they also are gonna get rid of all the incentives to keep the stock. Again, how many people are gonna sell it just to invest in something that will pay them and reward them just to keep holding the shares? So you already have people who are probably selling the stock because they're scared to bejesus because a lot, again, there are a lot of issues with the company, a lot of red flags, a lot of warning signs. Now add this to it. Again, there are multiple business blunders, but and I don't know if I necessarily have all the right answers, maybe one or two throughout my life. I'll have a good answer there, here or there. But again, slashing it by 95% and still having all these elements, I mean, that's gotta be the business blunder of the day. Thank you again, everyone, for taking the time to tune in today. Again, I'm trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of the month, so you can click that button. I greatly appreciate it. Also, leaving a comment, thumbs up, thumbs down, or sharing it is also a great way to give me some additional feedback and help the channel grow. Lastly, don't forget to take the time to tell your family, tell your friends, tell your coworkers, heck, tell your enemies, tell anyone and everyone. Just stay safe.
fight the good fight.